welcome to FeastPod, the podcast where we talk about whatever we fucking want. Come join me, Kanong, and me, Sarah Davidson, for entree, main, and dessert, and take a seat at our table. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get started. Are you right? Yeah. You know we're recording. Are we starting? We, have, <laughs> we are always starting. We have always started. All right. Well, then, in that case, <laughs> snacks waiting. What are you doing? Wait, wait, guys. Is that annoying? That's not a very nice ASMR. <laughs> Can you just choose a chip? I'm going to judge you. Okay. So, as we mentioned, how many episodes ago? Oh, my God. It's been a little while. Oh, my God. <laughs> it says punchier. Did it really? Yeah, it says punchier. Oh, so fun. Okay, so in this week's entree, this is the very first rate a food yep. segment that we are going to introduce into every entree that we can. And we decided today would be chippies. Chippies. So, the definitive ranking of chippies. So do you want to choose one that you would like out of I, this or this? I'm going to put forward. Oh, you're going to pull out something vinegar, aren't you? How did you know? Because salt and vinegar chips are literally the top of every single chain. That it, yeah, every chain. Okay, well, every you, chain. You've gone down that road, so I'm gonna go. Are we down. gonna do a round robin? Are we gonna like? Yeah, we'll pick them up against each other, but we know what your favorite is. Okay. Look, mine would be quite similar, if not possibly sometimes the chicken, Ooh. but like really random, like not always chicken, but like on certain days, I'm like, oh, I could really go I a green packet of chips. It's like a situational like chip. Today, it will only chicken will do. Yeah. It's like a chip. <laughs> Situational. Chipotle. I can't. It didn't work as well as I thought. Okay, so because Ooh, light and tangy. Yeah, what a vibe. Oh, <laughs> how much is that? Your primary school like yeah, tuck but, shop lunch. Okay, can I just say, my mum used to have friends that worked at Fins. Who owns this? Who owns this? Whoever. Okay, whoever owns this, <laughs> they used to work at the factory, so we would get boxes of Stop like the chips it. that couldn't go in, like that they had some sort of deep effect. The ugly chips. Yeah, the uh, whatever. But one box was only light and tangy, Stop. and so I ate it for like 40 days, and I'm like, no. Nah, and you can't do it anymore. I can't. But nostalgia. I also love how light and tangy is not a flavour. Like it's not an actual food that exists. Light and tangy are not foods, but we just ate them anyway. Yes. So I'm going to go for something controversial <gasps> right? Wait, wait, wait. See if people can guess from the sound. Oh. Well, I they just saw it. <laughs> no, no. The audio people. Okay. Dude, it's a podcast. Okay. Eat it and wait. then see if people can guess. <laughs> I'm so dumb. How is anyone going to guess from the crunch what no, the chip is? I actually think that if I heard that, I could probably do it. Because really? it doesn't. it doesn't sound like a chip. It doesn't sound like a chip. It doesn't. Oh, my God. My fingers are too fat to do this. <laughs> <laughs> I used to do this in primary okay, school. Okay, wait. I'm going to give them a salt and vinegar sound yep. so that they can compare it. Okay, hold on. Ready? Yep. <laughs> See? That's a chip. Mm. This is not a chip. <laughs> It's more aerated. Yeah, and there's like there's the crunch, but then there's like texture in between it. Mm. Anyway, did you ever do this? Always. That's the only way that you eat. Insert your name. Four, my mouth. 
Okay, if you haven't guessed by now, you can tell the you can tell the people. You can tell the face fan. <laughs> it's cheesels. Mm. So are we pitting these ones against each other? Because I feel like we just chose our favorites. We already like got to the end of the round robin without letting anyone else, any other chip, have yeah. a turn. No. The subject is chips. I think it has to be a random round robin. Okay. So what we'll do is we'll pull out all the chips later and whatever bags come out at the same time. Have to verse against one. each other. Yeah, because I can't <laughs> let Cheezels and Salt and Vinegar go together because Cheezel can probably make it to, through two or three rounds. Before so can Salt and Vinegar. Exactly. So we don't want to knock that out in this first round. This is like round. Nadal and like Federer. Federer. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and Cheezels is definitely Federer because, <laughs> well, because Cheezel would have been leading the charge for a very long time until we got older. Yeah. And then w- once we got older, Salt and Vinegar became bigger. Yeah. Because I don't think I loved salt and vinegar when I was a child. I think that I liked all the fun flavors. And then I was like, yeah, salt and vinegar is good. But now I'm like, nah, salt and vinegar all the way. I also feel like cheesels go in a category with like cheese and bacon balls, twisties. Yep. Mm-hmm. Burgerings. Burgerings. Ooh, burgerings. Burgerings. Jumpies. What are jumpies? <gasps> Shut the fuck up. Also, where do like CCs and Doritos go? Are they a separate corn chip category? Well, and like grain waves and stuff? They're seed nut. We're just going to pull out chips. Okay. We, we can't think too deep <laughs> into this. Okay. Right. okay, so how are we going to rank them? Well, I think, I look, I know that you pulled out the salt vinegar, but for me, that's at the top of my list. Okay, same. So that's, we're done with yeah, that. We're done. Number one is that. I reckon we, are you going to pull out something stupid? Um, Maybe. <laughs> okay, this is controversial. Okay, okay, wait, wait. Let's just go top and bottom and then we'll let everyone else go in the middle so we don't spend like 50 hours doing this. Okay, we need to let them know what the options are though. So we okay. have... In terms of regular chippies, we have original, salt and vinegar, chicken, cheese and onion. Mm-hmm. Okay. We also have... Light and tangy thins. French fries. Ooh. Oh. Not actual French fries, like chippy French fries. Yeah, like the little like crunchy ones that you have to eat individually, also you're a psycho. Thins originals, which is so far below the Smiths of the original. Oh, it's not crinkle funny. Cut. Crinkle yes. cut. Crinkle cut all the way. All the way, all the way. Okay, so we've, okay, so we've got to make a ladder. So crinkle cut plane goes above Thins plane. Yeah, 100%. Okay, We're, we can't do all of this now. We also have CC's See, and honey soy chicken. Honey soy chicken I don't even know about. Um, Look, I'll go at... I'll go a Red Rock Deli honey soy chicken. Mm. Oh, this is hard. No, we're going to okay, look. I'm just going to say the bottom of my list forever will be Finn's original. Same. Yeah, then they, they and just then don't make Smith's me happy. original. Yeah, but I think we. Somebody go up the top. I think we leave it there. Let's not fill the blanks. Let's give the listeners an option to do the rest. Oh, so we're not rating in the section? No, I think, well, then what's we, the point of like doing oh, the round do- robin? <laughs> Like why are people voting? Oh, it's voting? a social media round robin. Yes. Oh, I thought we were doing a round no. robin together. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, so they know the options now. That's why I'm like, why are we ranking them all? Oh, I thought we were doing it now. Okay, <laughs> we'll we'll fill out top and bottom, and then you guys can vote in between. Mm, so, what about verse? Original down the bottom. Yep. Thins bottom bottom crinkle cut second bottom. I don't actually think original. Smith is down the bottom. I mean, it, okay. it, it actually sits pretty high for me. Really? Yeah, that's why I'm like, these are so different because this, <laughs> this don't give a shit about. This, though, I could probably sit there and eat one of the big bags and I'll be totally happy with it. You know that TikTok sound that's like, this is a broken, this is another broken. <laughs> yeah, that's what you're doing right now. <laughs> well, they're so they're different. So- <laughs> this is okay, the Devil this Wears is, Prada. This is- but they're both so different. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> same thing. Okay, this is going to be a really heated round robin. Yeah. Okay. But well, somebody gets at the top, everyone, just saying. Anyway, so that just freaking took like 20 minutes of our lives. <laughs> um, let's move on. Sarah, first time seeing you since you've been back. How are you? I'm so good. Oh, my God. It was the most amazing. I am so proud of us, by the way, that we have made it to episode six. Is it six? It's six. Oh, my God. We can start making money now. It's episode <laughs> six. <laughs> and we've both fitted in overseas trips that weren't at the same time at all yeah and we've still managed to make it here i'm very proud of us oh, great because i go away next week for a whole week <laughs> i think i'm the way the week after our schedules are just why our schedules are not gonna, never gonna work they're not gonna work they never are but I that's okay we'll but make we, it happen but we've made it happen i'm really proud yeah italy was the tits it was amazing it's yep. the most incredible place it was hot every day it was just the most beautiful. Everyone was out and about. Lake Como I've never been to before. We've been to Italy quite a few times, but we've never been up north. Yeah. And obviously we were there for a wedding, which was exquisite, and we can go into that. But it was just like a celebration of love and life being beautiful. I love and it. spritzes every day. And like, yeah, not not like getting drunk and getting lit, but just having that. You know how like Italians have this thing about like life is beautiful and just yeah. enjoying the small you know, it was amazing. Well, they're beautiful men. Let's talk about the such men. Such beautiful men. <laughs> but such beautiful women as well. People just hold themselves yeah. differently. It <laughs> was just yeah. beautiful. Yeah, you're like, fuck the women. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I want to know about the muscles and the tans. <laughs> a lot of muscles, a lot of tanning, a lot of food. Of course. So much food. And somehow, I don't know what it is about. Do you agree that the wheat... And like carbs in Europe it's are different. different. The it's grain so is different. different. The grain is different. Because I've got friends who are celiac and they're not celiac in Europe. As I in like they, they move same. there and they, they live there now and they're like, I can eat the bread here. I'm not celiac, but I'm like quite sensitive to gluten and mm. every meal was pizza and pasta and I didn't get bloated once. It was amazing. Mm, let's move. Yeah, it was great. Let's do it. Yeah, I just want to eat bread Feast all the time. Pod? Yeah. Feast pod Italy. Yeah. Feast pod European. I don't know. <laughs> European Euro trip. Yeah, yeah, but I don't want to say Euro trip because it sounds like we're twelve. We can't. Well, okay, Eighteen. Babe, we're just little, literally ranking like little lunchbox size chip packets. We're Not 12. that one. We're twelve. <laughs> <laughs> no. You know what's really funny? We're, we're we're doing this ranking thing, but we're literally going to take all of this home and we're going to demolish them, aren't we? I don't even think we're gonna. They're going to make it home. They will. We've we, already opened two packets. Yeah, but I can't. We can't just keep eating anyway. Yeah, Italy was amazing and. Today's main course is about travel, so we'll get into it more. But before we do, mm. you have an entree item that I'm not sure you knew about. No. Until I asked you yeah. about it. <laughs> How was one celebrity appearance at the George this week? Um, yeah, so Hezbollah was at the George last night. Oh, my God. I was so excited. I was like, God, I'm so proud of you. How'd it go? He's like, what? <laughs> what? Okay, so... Look, that was organised without my knowledge and I think other people were trying to tell me it was happening but I wasn't understanding. Just not listening. Yeah, because like we've got like a, a management owner group chat and they were like, okay, are you coming in tonight? And I was like, it's a Wednesday, why would I be coming in? And they're like, okay then. And then like no one really kind of like pushed the subject until a photographer messaged me at around 9 o'clock being like, I'm at your restaurant, are you here? And I'm like, no, I'm on a date. Why is everyone at my restaurant? <laughs> I know. On I was Wednesday. Like, I was like, what's going on? Anyway, then 10 o'clock turns around and you send me a post from the restaurant with Hasbulla there having dinner. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it was 
literally, I thought it was like photoshopped by you as a joke, yeah. knowing that he's on tour, because he's literally sitting at the table reading the menu that says the George in this massive font. And it was a special menu as well. It wasn't like our normal menu. Like <laughs> that's why I was like, it's Photoshop. Yeah, no, so um, Bitches will say it's Photoshop. So anyway, I called my business partners and I was like, what the fuck happened? Like, <laughs> like <laughs> And they're like, oh, so an external promotional company that he that took him out, that's touring him, yeah. had organised for him to have dinner there and also for him to have a meet and greet there afterwards. Oh, my God, he did a meet and greet? He did a meet and greet. Like fans went to meet him there. Yeah, and there was like, I think there was like 25 people that were able to come. So you had to buy. Like tickets. Tickets to take <gasps> photos with him. And then he Whoa. bashed someone up. What? Yeah, there's video footage of him like punching some guy at the George. <laughs> At your restaurant. Yeah. And I'm like, cool. <laughs> it's kind of like great for ratings. Yeah, it is. But He's like very controversial. That yeah. guy is like picking fights left, right and center. And super famous. But like he looks really sweet. He just looks like he's confused. And his voice is so sweet. <gasps> oh and my it's God, very it's confusing because so he's like 18. I think he might be 21. Is he? I don't know. I think okay, wait, hold on. What if the listeners don't know who Hasbulla is? Okay. Well, then let's dive into that. So Hasbulla... Wait, can I just, before we dive into that, Absolutely. I went and looked at his Instagram and there's a photo of him with like 20,000 shoes, like maybe like 40 pairs of shoes. Oh, like but they you, don't, cute. But, but they don't look like they're his size. Really? Special comments from No, Kane. no, no. They're giant. They're like size nine or ten shoes. Are we the Joe Rogan show now? We're Kane from Special Comments. <laughs> no, Kane's allowed to jump in. No, yeah, if you no. go to his Instagram, there's a photo of him in a hotel room on a bed and there's heaps of shoes and the shoes are giant. So I'm like, why is he buying giant shoes? Maybe collector's editions? True. And they would have to make them for him if they're his size, right? I think they would. Verification I from Kane in the special comments. Okay, small they, sizes. They look like they look like normal size shoes. Yeah, so the ones on his beds are bigger. True. Yeah. Yeah. Are they heels? No, they're Air Force Ones. Oh. <laughs> what so the hell? Blind. I'm so blind. <laughs> so for those who don't know, Hasbullah Magomedov is a TikTok sensation. He's 19. 19. All right. Cool. 19 can confirm. And is currently in Melbourne doing a global tour because he is that famous. That he's doing global he's tours. He's doing a global tour. And he literally is hanging out with like Shaq and like all these famous people. And he pretty much just got famous on TikTok Can from we, a year ago, two years ago. Actually, this wasn't a part of entrees for us, but I'm just going to throw it in there. Are you across the Anna Paul tour? I am not. But apparently she's like Australia's Kim Kardashian. Is, Ex- that, is yes. that correct? She's got like 9 million followers, something crazy. She did a tour. She was in Adelaide for a store appearance and they had to shut it down as in cops came and people were lined up for hours and hours and there's like all this press and she had to make a statement about like how- I saw that. Right. So when we were talking TikTok famous, holy shit, two really TikTok famous people. But Hasbulla's events were run very well because there's been none of that. Wow. Whereas Anna Paul's was kind of like. Didn't she have to apologize to I people? think she did, yeah, because people were really angry that they lined up for like hours and were just told God. no. I actually don't think I can remember the last time I waited hours for anything. I'm so impatient. I probably would for. I've never waited in life. Yeah, <laughs> going to respond to this comment. So Hasbulla basically shot to fame in late 2020 when he started posting videos on Instagram and TikTok of himself performing daring stunts and pranks. Oh. I can't remember the name of his condition, but it's a form of dwarfism. So uh-huh. he looks and sound, even in his voice, sounds like 
He's very young, but he's actually mm-hmm. 19. And there's like one particular meme of his face, this hilarious facial expression that just went viral. And um, he's grown this incredible following. I think it's like 2 million followers on Instagram, 4.7 billion views on TikTok. Oh, it's called growth hormone deficiency. Okay. A condition known as dwarfism causing him to have an abnormally short stature with normal body proportions. And he attracted attention by challenging prominent UFC stars to fighting, <laughs> including Conor McGregor. Oh, my God. I love it. It's, I love it. He's literally so controversial. He's befriended Russian MMA fighter Khabib and has been nicknamed Mini Khabib. So he's got like all these famous friends. He's just like this. I think it's really cute. This entity. He's just like this institution all on his own. Like there's something that's quite adorable. I know, but there's something really adorable about his voice and his facial expressions, but then he'll just come out with like some full brutal MMA, like come yeah. fight me, come fight me. And it's like, whoa, whoa. Well, everyone <laughs> just wants him to fight them. Like everyone. I've, I've been watching the press tour and he's just fighting people. I'm like, what? what's going on? Look at this footage from him. He was on Kiss. Yeah, he was on Kiss on the radio and he'd like kicked Lockie to the ground. Look at this. He's oh literally God, fighting. Hilarious. On Australian radio. Like I love it. kicked a radio presenter to the ground. I love it. Brutal. Love it. Brutal. Into it. Anyway, didn't know he was coming to the restaurant. He was there. Doesn't speak English also. Yes, I know. So how did he meet and greet people? I don't think this is why like I think I put a photo up and someone was like, he looks confused. <laughs> and I'm like, he doesn't understand. I, was what like, you're babe, saying. I don't think he knows what's happening. <laughs> Oh, God. Anyway, no, he arrived on a private jet and, like, it's just a whole oh, shenanigan. What a so, life. Can you imagine going on a press tour in a private jet? And, like, having a meet and greet at the George. Babe, you do that every week. And then having to that fight is your life people already. for a job. <laughs> That's your life already. Actually, I do fight people a lot. For a job. <laughs> I do meet and greets at the George. Don't have the private jet, though. Yet. Next up, PJs. <laughs> um, can you even imagine when we have a feast pod jet? <gasps> okay. Wow. <laughs> I'm just manifesting. Okay. Big goals. Oh my god, that's such big goals. But can you imagine when we can just be like, "Hey, listeners, the next giveaway is come on our private." Do you know jet. what? With everything that's happening with private jets right now, I don't want him no, to it. No. No. And also, we did do an entree a little while ago about Kylie Jenner. That's what I mean. Using and Taylor a jet Swift. for like a 45 minute ride. Um, so you would do that though. I feel. Oh, don't. Call me out. <laughs> I would not. When you're hungover, you'd be like, I need to get to that McDonald's. Okay, that's a bit extreme. <laughs> no, Just you know what? Like you is. know what I would do? I would probably chopper somewhere. I probably won't jet anywhere. I would probably chopper to like, let's say, like, I wanted to go skiing. I'd probably just chopper. chopper. Okay, well, one of our earliest dates together was. Oh, Sarah, do you want to come to this winery in Mornington? I was like, cute. I love doing stuff like that. It You're like, Mornington. come in my chopper. It wasn't Mornington. Where was it? It was um the other way. Is Leviton. Wasn't it to Zonzo? Was it Zonzo? Yeah. It was Zonzo and it was Mornington direction. Okay. And you were like, come in my helicopter. We got a helicopter. With Nick. So we had a little three-way day. <laughs> it was day. really cute. It was it really was, fun though. It was really fun. Yeah. It's not relatable, but it was really fun. It was one time. Yeah, true. Although, okay, you want to talk about not relatable? <laughs> Your husband leaving the races five years ago. I was like, no, the traffic like- is really bad. <laughs> and he's like, do you want to just go get a chopper? And I was like, yeah, I do. I and- forgot about that. So your husband organized for us to be on a chopper. So oh, what the hell? True, true. <laughs> Not relatable. I walked into that. <laughs> not relatable. I've seen you in helicopters before. Yeah, it was yours, babe. It was your <laughs> helicopter. I was with you because. Aren't you going to Antarctica? Let's talk about not. No, we can't keep talking about not yeah. relatable things because, like, the line. <laughs> we need to draw the line. 
All right. There's plenty of relatable stuff about us. Is that our entrees done? I think it is. So we're going to deep dive into travel. Let's do it. All right, main course, let's talk about travel. Okay, well, we still haven't caught up dun, in your trip. Dun, 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 dun. I don't know why that's the song that I thought was travel. I know, I'm like, travel. isn't that elevator music? Well, you know what? I, let's go you first because I feel as though yours was really recent. Yeah, okay, so, so I literally let, got back yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty jet lagged. I have no idea when you came home. I I'm was like, <laughs> when are we recording? You're like, yeah, Friday? I'm like, <laughs> and you're like, where are you? I'm like, still in Italy. You're like, but what? That's like tomorrow. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm coming home tomorrow. <laughs> I got home yesterday. Oh, God. <laughs> and now it's my turn to be jet lagged. But I don't, you go like really internal. I go like, blah, 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 blah. I go yeah. the opposite. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. All right. Let, let's talk. Oh, so. How was it? It was incredible. How long were you gone for? We were actually only away for two weeks. Okay. Including travel time. So Mm. I think 12 days. Do you feel rested? So rested. I don't feel physically rested. I feel mentally so rested. Mm. It's funny how like it wasn't that long, but when you actually put in time to go away somewhere, it felt like a month. Yeah. No, I agree. I totally agree with you because when I went away, I was gone for like 15 days, but I was ready to come home because yeah. I was like, no, nope, I'm good. Yeah. I'm real good now. It was about the same length as yours. It yeah. was that kind of like in an ideal world I would have stayed longer, but once you get away and you actually switch off properly, and because you and I travel for work so much, you know what's really interesting about our last two trips? You and I travel for work all the time, mm. which does allow you to switch off a little bit, but not quite the same as when no. it's a holiday. And both of us just had an actual, an actual holiday. holiday. Like we went away for no reason. Yeah, because like my next trip to New Zealand, that's a work trip, and then – I go traveling again two weeks after, but I literally have scripts to learn and I need to like know about the area and stuff. So I have like homework to do. Yeah. Whereas your trip and my trip this last time. Was an actual holiday for the first time in like what, three years? Do you find that because we travel for work, we actually get a lot in in a normal holiday because we're like, let's do things. Because I feel like because I travel for work and I'm always constantly moving when I'm away. When I went to Greece, I was like, this is what I want to do in the morning. This is what I want to do in the afternoon. This is what I want to do at night. It was kind of like I wanted to schedule things. Yeah, I get really – it takes me a little while. So the first week we had a wedding. Yes. And it was like multi-stage. There were lots of different events. So it was good to kind of use that energy of planning and still having a routine and structure on that part. And then by the time we got to the second half, which was just us – I'd actually unwound from that need to plan everything and we did nothing. It was the opposite. So how many guests do you reckon? 80. Eight. Oh, wow. Mm, it was that, quite like it was. It's not intimate, but it's not giant. Yeah. It was yeah. more than I expected for what a sort of distance it is to travel. I could afford two people. But yeah, I know. I was like, oh my God, our wedding was in like Ripponley, <laughs> like around the corner. <laughs> Mine's going to be at my restaurant. <laughs> But, you know, it was like it, everything about this trip and including the wedding but also outside of the wedding was just like everything we haven't been able to do for the past few years. Of course. I don't know if Greece was like that for you but because everyone's been so tense and cooped up mm. and not able to express themselves in this way or see other people or see others, like do the brain stretch that travel allows you. Yeah. It was just like I can't even explain how – good it felt to just talk to new people in Mm. a new place and like speak another language and taste other food and hear other sounds and like smell other smells like every part of it was just oh it was amazing but also the setting helped a lot and then what happened after um you and nick and then we had seven days by ourselves and it was just like so lovely you know like we've had a really 
I mean, everyone's had a really hard year, but Nick's had a really hard time with his family recently. Yeah. We haven't had a lot of time together. And like, we were just like making babies. It was great. Ew. <laughs> I really didn't think that was going to go in that direction. I really didn't think you were going to be like, yeah, so we just like had sex for a week. <laughs> but, you know, we just like had just a beautiful holiday, like an actual yeah. holiday where we try, like we had to do a little bit of work each day, but, but not on our laptops all day, every day. It do was you know such I, a change. Do you know what I really loved? Your content was so gorgeous. Like it was just like beautiful <gasps> ocean or like. <laughs> yeah, beautiful lake. <laughs> lake. But it was beautiful <laughs> and like sunset and like you just enjoying Europe. And I was like, oh. This is what really a couple's nice. holiday looks like. And it was My- really nice that we didn't take work over. Like I didn't really no. do any You were asking me questions and I was like, like stop asking me questions. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Like, and yes. normally I take some work over, yeah. but I, other than our podcast episodes that we had like scheduled in and same for CZA, I didn't really take anything over there. And I was like a new person. It was lovely. So I, I was going to touch on that whole dropping your phone, no more social media thing. I found that at the beginning of the, my Greece trip, I was vlogging. Like, I'm like, this is my day, blah, blah, Yeah, I'm live. Yeah, by day four, I was like, nah. And Mickey was taking content for me. I was taking content. But I never edited anything. I didn't put anything up because I was like, I don't care anymore. Like, Which I, is so interesting for you. Yeah, no. I literally just was like, okay, I've stopped caring. I'm just going to just... Just enjoy it? Dance and, like, swim and do all the stupid things that I wanted to. And it was really refreshing because I never thought that I would just be like, okay... I'm quiet. Yeah. But I was pretty quiet on socials. You were so quiet. After like four days. I was like trying to continue being on socials. And then I was like, no, I don't care anymore. Isn't that so interesting? It was the best though. But doesn't it make you better at it when you come back? Because you're like, oh, I'm actually fresh. So I'm the type of person where I know I get to a certain point and all I want to do is come home. And that's what I ended up doing. So I actually came home a day early. I was like, I'm going to fly home a day early because I just kind of want to. So I left London early. Because in my mind, everywhere that we went through Greece and through London, everyone had a lot of money. Right. So they were very, like their lifestyles looked amazing. And I was like, I want to live this. I need to go home and work harder. Like it actually made me want to work harder. Wow. Because I was like, because people were like, you know, just doing their thing, buying bottles, like no care in the world, like super yachts and stuff like that. I'm like... Ah, these people work hard for this. That's really interesting. And I do it everywhere I go because I like because we eat at like nice restaurants and stuff, and then like you meet people, and then you realize like how hard they work, what they do, yeah. and stuff. And I'm like, I need to work again. That's really interesting. So I have the opposite. Right. I have like the I we go to the Cinque Terre, which is obviously like this incredible part of the world, but I find that I end up gravitating towards the real real locals yeah. much more who live in the fishermen's villages, like yeah, yeah, not yeah. the part that's really touristy, that live off like very little per day. They fish for their own food. They grow their own vegetables. And it makes me see happiness away from what I strive from at yeah. home, which doesn't make me appreciate it or want it any less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it actually kind of rebalances that side of me in the opposite direction. See, look, that's really interesting because like when I was in Sri Lanka, I did a couple of nights where I just met random people and had dinner in huts mm. and stuff and mm. we were eating really chilled food. But it still made me want to work more. Really? Yes, because it made me want to like explore more of the world. I wanted to, to see be- more. Yeah, but yeah, because like you, you know that my thing is 
for me to be com- comfortable, it's not about me being comfortable. It's about all my friends being comfortable. And I want to so be you able want to take everyone with you. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. every time I'm away, I'm like, this is what I want to have to happen in yeah, my life. Yeah, I know what you mean. I get like that too. But my, yeah, my first reaction is, oh my gosh, these people are living such a simple, beautiful existence. Mm. I want. I want to explore more of this Mm-mm-mm. and sort of I want to never lose sight of this. Yeah. I want to never lose sight of this ability to just be totally so fair. simple. And that's why by the end of every trip I'm like, I want to live barefoot here in this fishing village forever and just learn how to fish and just that's it. But then I get the next level is like, but I want to bring my entire family back here so I need to go home and work so that I can do that. Yeah, so yeah. I have like both. Yeah. But I'm like two people in – I have this split personality thing where I want to be like barefoot in a village and have no internet and I also want to come home and work so hard so I can take the entire of Australia to that barefoot village yeah, and have a party. Like it's, it's so confusing. I think we're all a little bit like that. Yeah. <laughs> I think that we all have like our multifaceted like wants and needs in our life and it's mm. like – because like I can easily see myself living on a farm like yeah. raising a goat. Oh, Maybe like five goats so that, they, goat. so that they have friends and like – living off my land oh my God, but then at the same time it. i'm like i want to wear a suit and go to a premiere and look pretty yeah with my goat <laughs> with my goat as my date <laughs> oh, so, okay so on the travel yeah i love that we've just like faffed around this topic and not actually asked each other any questions apart from the trips we just had do you have any favorite places ever or favorite memories ever Lao. and any worst Memories and places. Mm, worse might be hard. I'll start with the favourite, Lau. I'm surprised. Yeah, it was when I was 17. And with Lau, it was the complete opposite of what I just said yeah. that I enjoyed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or what that I strived for. Because in Lau, I was there to – it wasn't really a holiday. It was kind of like a working holiday. I was there to help orphanages and also people who don't have passports. Because um, wow. when you get born in the high country of certain countries, you actually – on the border of countries and so no one actually takes you in as a citizen oh my so gosh. when i was in laos i was like on the border of i think laos myanmar and vietnam or something like that it was yeah, like a triangle yeah. of countries and the people who live there they lived in these villages but they didn't belong to anyone so they weren't laotian laotian yeah la- uh, la- laotian. laotian or vietnamese like they just weren't and so they didn't really have like government help so i was there to like repaint buildings and build like little mini bridges and things like that and dig dig i don't know we planted trees <laughs> and we dig things and we i was young and we just dug I, it was a lot of manual labor yeah. so but i was kind of into it because <laughs> into it, yeah, because okay so they lived in these huts by a waterfall like oh. if this became commercialized this is like thousands of dollars Drain. to stay and the only way up was you use the transport that they use which Goats? is, no, <laughs> actual elephants that lived with them. So it wasn't like a tourism kind of situation where Just it's like, like, like you pay someone and you sit on an elephant. It's like, no, no, this is how they get up the mountain. Is, and the elephants live under their huts. So the huts are built <gasps> and there's like little homes underneath it and the elephants at night just come and stay, sit in there. Oh, my God. It was the most beautiful. There was no electricity, so... Could not charge shit, couldn't take photos, <laughs> couldn't do anything. Couldn't um, go live on TikTok. Yeah, but the, yeah, didn't matter. Because <laughs> I was living next to these waterfalls, but they weren't like full waterfalls. They were like uh, like step falls. Whoa. So it was just kind of like 30 centimetre falls, but it was like one from one pool to the other and there was like 10 pools. And I remember it was the nicest thing, waking up and going and dipping in this pool, having these water skimmer things that looked like 
giant spiders run across the water and scare the shit out of me. But it was so beautiful. The food was beautiful. It was very curry heavy, like jungle curries, a lot of spice. My, a lot of spice. A lot of spice. A lot. That time we went live and we were like. <laughs> no, because it was like a balanced spice where I'm like, it was so it was so good. But that was probably my favourite travel experience because it's the one that I remember the most graphically. Wow. So, you know, when you remember something very clearly, it's kind you of like. it was like life changing. Yeah, and that it affected you. I did have to cross a border when <gasps> I was younger of a country and I don't know how normal it was because they were like you'd have to do this real fast oh wow <laughs> yeah because it was it's just all about like these countries being next to each other but like yeah yeah anyway what's your worst travel memory my worst or like most dramatic like you know hectic i'm gonna come back to that you need, you need to tell me your favorite okay. and then because like, i need time to kind of okay oh gosh i feel like travel's like a language to me like it's how i I don't know, learn about who I am mm. and, and I love languages. You know that I try and like learn the language yes. everywhere we go. So it's so hard because it's actually just the culmination of like every trip has made me who I am. Yeah. Favourite. Frankston. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I caught the train and it was just, it was just really eye-opening, you know. Um, I just learned a lot. No. <laughs> Different languages. Different languages. <laughs> Different cultures. Dialect. No. Um, no. It's a great day. Like, no. Oh, I think probably Africa. Yeah, I think, of course. I think because Rwanda was just such a, I mean, obviously it led to Machu Maiden. And it your was, stomach bug. And my stomach bug and my gut parasite. It was a, a similar reasons to you. It was like just this very simple life that was mm. so different to ours, but that involved like such an unburdened happiness and like so much manual labor, literally making mud bricks that each individual brick would then go into a school and mm. like, and singing every day. And like, we didn't have running water or we were living on dirt floors, but it was like maybe the happiest, like one of the happiest yeah. periods of my life, just living with people who live such a different life to you, but still we have common experiences of emotions. And like, I don't know, it just, that was definitely the most eye opening. Even seeing animals in the wild, like, even that was just, like seeing lions in the wild, literally just walking around, like stuff like that was just, I don't know, it would stretch my brain the most that my brain has ever been stretched and I love that so much. Yeah. And that taught me so much about humanity and myself and I think the more awe you have when you're away, that's, yeah. that's how I measure my favourite. Yeah. The more my jaw is just like, oh. Yeah. And the more it makes me, yeah, that it's hard to process and Egypt was the same. It's that like little excitement where you're literally kind of like jittery. Like, yeah. oh my God, like this is so cool. Yeah. And yeah. It, the less it relates to your life, yes. I feel. That's what how I measure my like favoriteness. Ah, favoriteness. <laughs> my favoriteness. So I was thinking and does it count? Would London first time mine count if I was there for like nine months? Does that count as travel? Yeah, 100%. Because that was my, my worst experience. Nine months. Yeah, but I was there because I was, I was going to move. I did not know this about you. That's why I hated London. This is brand new information. Is it? Because yeah. I, I think I, I speak about the fact that I dislike London Yeah, a but lot. I didn't know it was because you live there So okay. or tried to live there. Let me just talk about everything that went wrong. <clears throat> <laughs> so my mother and I flew into London. Couldn't really get into the country. Oh, my God. Didn't believe that I was there. So I was there to look at schools and go to this school and I had an offer letter and everything. And Wait, it like, was during school years? It was the end of school, so uni. Oh. Anyway, I got there and they were like, you're planning on working. I'm like, 
what? And they're like, you don't have a return flight. I'm like, yeah, I'm looking at schools. I don't know when I'm going home because I'm looking at schools. Like, yeah. And then, so whole three hour, four hour process of interviews finally let me into the country. I was there with mom for two, three weeks. It was great. We we tried to work out where I was going to live. We had lined up a certain accommodation was scammed. No. Yeah. What do you mean you were scammed? As so we, in like you lost a kidney or like? No, we lost, like we lost, like it wasn't like crazy. It was like three grand. Yeah, still. But it was like the down payment on an apartment and stuff like that as in like like a month's rent or whatever it was. And then there was no. There was no apartment <gasps> and like the company didn't exist. And I was just like, what the hell is going on? And we had already, like I was so nervous about this that I, I sent it to my lawyers. So they're like, is this real? Oh, my God. And they're like, yep, it's real. It looks like legit. Blah, blah, blah. Went there. Not legit. So beginning of London already is horrible already. Yep. So mum and I did find another apartment for me. I went and had looked and it was basically the roof of a shop. <laughs> and it was like $5,000. Oh and it was not even a room. It was like. I see, like it wasn't like a bedroom. It, it was, was like, like a tent with elephants underneath. No, it was just like <laughs> I would love that. Um, no, it was like it was definitely a room, but it was a room with the kitchen and then like a little toilet and a little shower, and it was all like it was like a studio. Yeah, but it was so expensive, and I was like, how am I going to afford to live here? Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> then I found I ended up staying with a friend for a while who had an apartment and an extra room, so we just shared mm-hmm. like all the costs of that. But that made travel really, really difficult to go to uni. And yeah. then I found that it was really cold, which I was expecting, but it was grey, which I wasn't expecting. I, did you get the seasonal affected disorder thing where you get really depresso because of the weather? I think so because I was oh like my. and I had no friends really. Oh, my God, you had no friends. I had no come. friends and I was like so confused and then like the school was so like confused. the school was. It was just a, a shit time. It was a shit time and the school Babe. was like super like it was far, it was far from where I was, but it was like really competitive. Okay. So that really turned me off because I was just like, <laughs> I have no friends and I have to be like really competitive and I have oh, no baby. creativity here because like I just go to school and go home and it's dark and like, <laughs> and I go, and, <laughs> and I, I get my life. And I go to Tesco and I was like, hey, how and are I you? Go to Tesco. <laughs> and the ladies at Tesco are like staring at me and they don't reply. And I'm like, why do you hate me? <laughs> I'm like, why does everyone hate <laughs> this me? This is the most randomest time. What do you mean? This was like when I was 18. And I had no money when I was 18 either. So I was like it's in a new a country. Terrible time. <laughs> new, new country, got scammed, could not have like possibly have come into the country. So that was shit. Then apartment hunting was shit. My travel was shit. I had no money. Amazing. <laughs> uh, everything was expensive. Tick, tick, tick. Yeah. Great the, experience. But saying that, my last experience in London where I just went, fantastic. Love the city again. Wow, that's really interesting. It's also really funny how much... Places like London and also America, I find this. You need money. A, you need money. But (laughs) apart from that, I feel like we assume that because we all speak English that culturally we're the same. Like it would be an easy fit. We'll just like migrate on over and like move in and all be fine. But there's so many like subtle little things that are really different. Like even the fact that every time I go there, someone will say, oh, my God, look, she's so fit. And I'll be like. She doesn't really look like she goes to the gym. No, they're talking about like, that's hot. not what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> like small things like that, and you're just like, we're not the same. We're not the same. Yeah. When we're, we're not the same. Although literally this time around, I really enjoyed London. The I love London. F- the food scene was amazing. The people were really nice this time. I did one of those bus tours. I know you did. 
you tell me like, okay, I've got to go. I've got to get on a bus tour. I was like, who are you? I just felt like, you know what? From now on, if I travel anywhere, I'm probably going to do a bus tour on the day one. I love doing that. I think that they're so fun. They're so fun because you tick everything off and, and then you, you know learn everything so much. Like we got off and went to like a market and ate for like four hours and got back on and just like sat in the sun. And you get like a lay of the land, like you know where everything is. Yeah, and then like you get like all this stupid information. This that you stupid, ne- well, they're not the stupid information. Well, it's, just, it's just like the little stuff that you get told on a bus tour that like no one would know. It was like yeah. in 1922 this person came here and fell down the boat and it's like what? <laughs> like, it's like, what was the point of that? But in like 10 years, you're like, you go back and you're like, so I remember the fact that I learned on that bus tour about this place. <laughs> so I don't really have any like worst trips. I pretty much have loved everywhere we've gone for different reasons because I just get so excited. But I've definitely had some like funny experiences. Yep. And most of them are around food. So one of them was I got really sick. We were in Jordan mm-hmm. and I love trying, like I feel like the main way to understand a country is A, to go to a supermarket as the first thing, B, to like experience how they eat. You like, 100%. Food is like one of my main things about travel for me. Of course. And yep. like you of all people would understand this. So on the first night when we got there, there weren't enough people staying in the hotel for them to do the buffet. So they just cooked like for us, they cooked this uh. like traditional meal just for us too because we were the only people eating that night because everyone else was out on a tour, which normally getting a traditional meal cooked by locals would be like the most Amazing. exciting thing ever. But yeah. I had been just eating so much weird stuff and trying like all different flavors and I was not feeling good and I had like mild food poisoning. And because they'd cooked it for us, they sat and they wanted to watch us eat it. And it was like this whole <gasps> that family is the watching most us awkward eat. awkward thing ever. And I was like, I'm going to throw up. Like I can't eat anymore. And there were like seven chicken breasts on the table. And I was just like, Nick, what am I going to do? He's like, I can't eat all six of them. So I wrapped up the chicken breast in tissues. And every time they'd look away, I'd put one in my handbag. And then for the whole rest of my trip, my bag smelled like chicken. Okay, I, th- I really thought you were going to go a different direction where you said that you wrapped the chicken breast and then you ate it the next day and then you got food poisoning. <laughs> because that is definitely how you would get food poisoning by putting warm chicken into yeah. a handbag. No, I already had food poisoning. So, like, I had, I hid like maybe three chicken breasts and I think like how did a you- sausage in my handbag. How so did- I pretended that I ate Why them. Why is there so much protein? But was it because it's Jordan? Like, it's all meat. Okay. And I felt so bad that I like distinctly remember being like, I'd wait for them to turn around and be like, and there's a sausage in my handbag. And like my whole bag was just meat. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> you know amazing. what? They totally knew. They're like, this bitch is stealing this our food. This is so no? fucking weird. <laughs> they probably would have eaten it if you didn't. I know. <laughs> like all my experiences are weird meal related or like there was this one time in Rwanda where, I, you know, the, one of the specialties is goat. Put your poor little goats. And we're like, okay, we'll have the goat pizza. Like, we've got to try it. And they just lead this goat through the restaurant <gasps> with a leash on. No. And I was like, I don't know if this is for my pizza. Probably not. But like, there's a goat in the restaurant. You, you, babe, you weren't going to have a whole goat on your pizza. I know, but like. You might have had a hoof. I might, I might have had a hoof. I was like, don't show me the goat. Oh, poor goat. Yeah, they're all food-related experiences. Is his name Gary? Gary the goat. It was probably Gary. Yeah. I feel really bad. I was like, Gary. So besides some food, what, what are the other reasons that you like to travel? That I like to travel? Yeah. It's more just that I come back a better person. Right. Like I, I learn something new. It teaches me like a different way to do things. It Also, you're so far away from your normal life that you have a chance to like consolidate everything you're feeling. Yep. You always learn a different, better way to do things that you, I don't oh, know. 100%. And, and you always- meet such cool people. Don't you f- just feel like you learn really random things like, you know, in some places goats can like 
What, it's ju- all goat why is it all goat? Are you talking about the goats jumping on trees? Goats jumping on trees. And then goats could like climb vertically upwards. Yeah, okay. Like just, you just learn random stuff about the world. It just makes me really happy. Docos also have that, but Docos sure. also have that, but it's not quite the same as going. And like, you know, with CZA, I'm such a storyteller. Yeah. Like learning about people's pathways. So I need to always sit down and like, I can't just meet someone who like drives a boat. I have to know his whole entire life story. And so like. My next trip, which I'm so excited about, and it is so random, is to Antarctica, the CCA, (gasps) because I get to do this storytelling series that's about like a penguinologist, a weather expert, a space expert, like all the different pathways that lead you to a place like that. The ship captain, like I, I want to know about this penguin. I'm so excited. Yeah, penguins, penguinologists. Someone's job is to research penguins. You, you have a task. What's my task? When you go to Antarctica. You need to bring me back a penguin. Oh, my God. Okay, done. Are we <laughs> going to call him Gary? That's so not legal. No. It's so it's not. It's definitely Pengu. Babe, you know. <laughs> but you know that I can also smuggle things in my handbag now that I've told you the Jordan yeah, story. Yeah, I reckon you can get a little baby penguin. I just want like a fairy penguin. I don't I've want an emperor. nearly shat my pants in every country. <laughs> Have you actually shut your pants I in any country? I haven't actually shut my pants in every in any country. I've peed my pants oh. in a country. Yep. I have also in <laughs> Los Angeles. I was so busting. We got stuck. So I asked Nick, mm-hmm. a toilet issue happens in every country. As soon as I know that I can't go, I get stressed and then I need to go somewhere. Why are you not just going regularly? Uh, but I do go regularly. And then we got <laughs> caught in peak hour traffic and I... Fell asleep and then I woke up and I was like, oh, my God, I'm busting Nick. And he's like, we're in peak hour traffic. There was no shoulder. We couldn't get off. So yeah, by the time yeah, yeah. we actually got off the highway, there was like no shops. There was nowhere. We were in a fully residential area in Beverly Hills. Oh. And I was like, you need to pull over. So he pulled over and I was like, I'm fine with the bushwee. I've been to India and Africa. Like I can go on the side of the road in between the car doors. In no Beverly Hills. See me, right. But we were in Beverly Hills. He's like, it's not really a bushwee when it's in Beverly Hills. So I was like, it's fine. Just pull over. Go into this like bushy thing. Open the two doors of the car, you know, the car doors and I'll go in between and I will see. Yeah, yeah. So went, it was fine. <laughs> Walked back to the car, turned around. Cops. And it no, it was the front door of a mansion. I, it was like this long wall and I didn't like see the entrance with all these cameras <laughs> on the concrete where I went. Oh, my God. I want to find that footage. Someone definitely has Someone that definitely footage. has it. Yeah. It was my finest moment. So... You know, when I traveled, I, d- I discovered that I have panic attacks and it's only ever happened to me twice. I've only had really? a panic attack twice in my life. And one of the times was in Laos. No way. And I just remembered when you're talking about like random things that happen to you when you travel. I was at a restaurant and I had a coconut. Okay. And I tried to pour the coconut into my glass, but I'm 17. I'm dumb. I don't know how to work this. So I don't know how to work the coconut. So I tried to pour it like that and when you have a whole coconut and you're pouring it it kind of just trickles down the coconut yeah. it doesn't actually pour out so the smartest thing to do was put the glass on top flip it yeah didn't do that so it poured all over the table and because we were in like a rural place i was like holy shit i've just poured like coconut water and it looks like i've done it on purpose all over this table and so like and this is during dinner and like people were looking at me and i was like this is so disrespectful because it just looks like i just fucking poured a coconut on the table for no reason so i start so i started hyperventilating and then i started and then i just started crying for no reason and i was like and then i was like oh my god now everyone's watching because i'm crying about pouring this so much much and i was like and i just could not breathe and like i remember that i was there with teachers and one of them was like are you what's going i was like don't, I, 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 nah. I don't know. 
Oh my god! Like I don't know what's happening. Oh babe. And that was the first time that I realized that I have panic attacks. They're so scary. Yeah, because you don't know what's happening. You have no idea. You can't breathe. You have no control over your body. Yeah. And I'm just like, what the fuck? That I have them on planes. I, I told oh, you I had yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You saw the TikTok. I made a TikTok about the one I had on the way back from Egypt, and I was the most relaxed I've been in ages. And I literally asked the flight attendant if there was a doctor on board because I thought I was having a heart attack. Oh, my God, that's, that's crazy. That's how bad it was. Panic attacks are fucking crazy. So crazy. What and else happens to you when you travel? That's pretty much it. Because <laughs> I feel like when you travel with someone, you learn all their funny quirks and stuff. Like, are you a fast walker or a slow a walker? A very fast walker. walker. Same, fast walker. I'm more fast slow walking does my head in. Oh, me too. Oh, my God. But some people really saunter. I'm like, nah, this is a museum, but like, we need to get through this. I'm also not a slow riser. And I feel like there's a lot of people that are slow risers. Yes. Where it's like a three-hour rise. And I'm like, no. I'll text you and I'll be like, hey. And it means that I pretty much want to be out of the hotel in the next hour. Yeah. But yeah. then it's like sometimes I'll text someone and it's like it's 12 o'clock. I'm like, why has nothing happened yet? Oh, yeah. Do you bring snacks with you? Are you like a person who has to bring things? Like your creature comforts? Only Vegemite. Ooh. Mm, I always have Vegemite with me. Interesting. I buy lollies. Do you? Yeah, I buy lollies in every country. I go to the supermarket as my first stop in every country. Oh, always. 7-Eleven for me. Also like Ooh. those convenience stores because they always have really weird treats. They or like do have really weird like yeah. not weird, but it's just stuff I'm not familiar with. Just different stuff. Yeah. I get really excited about like the way they organize things. Mm. So you've got Antarctica coming come, like, coming up. Mm. And then any more this Wild. year? Wild. I've got New Zealand as well for work. Mm. Um Antarctica for work. And then we have more destination weddings next year. And I'm like, when are we gonna have babies? Like it's amazing. How amazing <laughs> to have destination weddings. I fucking hell. What a privilege. I, but, like, is, but like also mm, oh my god. I'm broke. So <laughs> I don't I uh, <laughs> It's one of those things that unless you're my best friend, I'm probably not going to go to your wedding if it's in a different country. Okay. See, I'm like, even if you're not even my friend, I'm probably going to come. Really? <laughs> I'm just like, it's, because we've been in COVID for so long. But it's such a commitment. Yeah. It's not a real travel when you go to a wedding because you're there. Yeah, but there. we always tack on something. Yeah, fair. Uh, fair. Okay. Well, we're going to move on to the dessert section of our podcast. So usually we would get <laughs> people to go live with us and we'll have a chat about it. But instead, a few weeks ago, I asked everyone for their horror travel stories. And let's just see if any of it you can kind of relate to. I think you can this. Oh my my God. mate shat himself. <laughs> I can relate. On the line to the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> <laughs> We've got someone whose monkey stole their mum's passport. Oh, wow. Got arrested in Ubud for not paying for drinks at a restaurant that overcharged <gasps> us. And you should always just pay for your restaurant. You should also just never get arrested in another country. No, especially not Bali. Can I also say, just this little nerdy legal thing. So there is, how do I say this in a short way? So one of the things, when I lived in Paris, I studied my law subjects in French. Yeah. One of them was... European law versus common law. Yeah. So, like, all the countries that derive from the, the UK are called common law countries. All the ones that derive from code law are called civil countries. Yeah. I assume that all European countries kind of have similar values about, like, mm. innocent until proven guilty. You get a phone call. You get all these things. If you get arrested in France, which I would not have gone to if I knew this. I probably would have, but still. You can be detained and not have a phone call or a lawyer for up to 72 hours. Okay, I really thought that you were going to say like two months. Like no, but hours. like. It's three days. You don't get a phone call. You don't get a lawyer. It's like all those basic things. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wild. And you're guilty until proven innocent. What? You're guilty until proven innocent. What? What? It's so different. It's so different. No, that's actually. Yeah. But do you know what? People need to understand that when they're traveling, you're not 
dealing with your own country's laws. I know. And I don't think people know that. No. No, people, because that's why people do dumb shit in different countries. They're like, it's fine. It's but like, do you know what you are subject to? So you're also subject to Australian laws, like, as you yeah, do certain yeah. things. So we <laughs> Australians have to wear helmets on bikes overseas. Okay, I didn't know that. Yes. That is hilarious. It is so hilarious. So technically in countries like Amsterdam where no one wears a helmet, we're supposed to go and get one and wear one. No. I love it. I love it. Like safety first, but also like I'm not doing that. Someone else went to Bali and shat themselves while projectile <laughs> vomiting in the bath. A lot what? of shit. Uh, Why are they all shitting Wait, stories? someone goes, I got gastro on a flight and shat myself. And why just shit themselves? Okay, but it's really common. Like this is why Nick and I went from zero to hero so quickly because we did India and Africa together in like our first two years. I was like, wow, that's why. That's when you know because you can't avoid like stomach issues. Oh, my God. Someone broke their finger and had to hold it together because they were in Thailand and nowhere near a hospital. So it was three hours of them holding their Their finger. Their own finger. Yeah. Okay, so I've got one. This is our biggest horror story. Last time we were in Italy, it was also for a wedding. One of my um, (laughs) housemates from Hong Kong when I was a lawyer there. So random. Lots of living overseas and stuff. Very privileged. And anyway, the morning of the wedding, Nick decided to go for a swim. It was like the first time we'd gone for a swim at the hotel pool. It was like in the middle of the countryside, middle of nowhere. And he didn't know that like the pool started deep but went shallow on like a really steep incline. So he dived in. No. (laughs) It wasn't that bad. He didn't hit anything as he dived in. But as he pushed up, his chin grazed the entire underside of the thing, cut it open, but he didn't feel it. (gasps) And he got up out of the water and he's like, I think I've done something to my chin and blood is like pouring down his neck. Oh, my God. And I was God. like, the wedding's in three hours. There's no hospital for like oh ages. We had a manual car, which I can't drive. So oh he's holding God. his chin shut and driving and then telling me when to change the gears. Oh, my God. He had to drive himself. God. We Google Maps this like random hospital that was like there was no one there. I found a doctor in scrubs smoking and was like, can you, can you like my husband's bleeding out of his face. Oh. And then he was like, oh, fuck, fine. I'll do it. He was wearing Crocs. Come comes in, grabs this tray that's got blood all over it still, rinses it in front of us (gasps) and then goes, I don't have time for an anaesthetic if you want to get to this wedding. So Nick goes, okay, sew me up now. Sews him up without an anaesthetic. Hot. And he's like, it's getting stuck and he's going. "Mm -hmm." Oh, yeah, Yeah, but do you know what? He would be so numb. Oh, Nick couldn't feel anything. Yeah, yeah, he would be so numb. I could see it though. I was like. Yeah. And then drove himself back (laughs) and then we went to the wedding with this big patronage. You have very good stories. Great stories. You have very good stories. Yeah. Hey, so as a couple, I'm not saying this will ever happen to you. How would you deal with this? Someone's boyfriend broke up with them on day one of a 12-day vacation with two other couples to Mexico. Oh, my God. I actually have a friend who that happened to. (gasps) (gasps) Just like surely you would have figured it out before you left. Why would? Oh, wait. Either do it before you go so that they can cancel. Sorry. You did it. You did not. You're an asshole. I didn't do it. But you did. But I kind of did. Oh, my God, come I went away with this guy to Bali and I was really- And he shat himself. <laughs> <laughs> and I was kind of not, like, I was kind of not into it anymore. So I was Bye. like, we can go as friends. And then we went. And then, like, day two, I realized that I really disliked being around him. So I just kept making plans with my friends. <gasps> like, he was coming along, but it wasn't like- he yeah, was, but you, that's even worse than just breaking up with him. <laughs> oh, my God, babe. He was like, and we weren't sleeping in the same bed. Like, it was oh just like God. so fucking awkward. Like, 20 people tell me that they drowned in Bali. 
Oh my god! Like, oh my god! I, I almost drowned in Bali when I stood up. My bikini was gone. Why is everything in Bali? I nearly drowned in Bali. Friends and I were unknownly in a rip. I nearly drowned in Bali. <laughs> <laughs> the swim instructor had to come and save me. Oh my god! <laughs> Stacked it in Paris. Nearly drowned. No, <laughs> <laughs> shat myself. <laughs> and then shat myself. Oh, this is not funny, but it's kind of funny because it wasn't during a tsunami. They were in Thailand. Because it, it, oh my God, I feel like that sentence alone is like, you're going to get cancelled. Yeah, well, it wasn't, (laughs) it wasn't a tsunami, but this woman heard the tsunami alarm go off and she was really drunk. So she had to leave a nightclub and she was holding her bag and crying, running up a mountain. Oh, is it like a drill? (laughs) I don't know, but like the thought of me being drunk in a major Earth, like earth shattering event. Yeah. I would be screaming. <laughs> I would be howling. Like, I'm just picturing myself in that situation, leaving the nightclub, grabbing everything, and just and crying. crying. You would be crying. Oh my God. So one day I had, we were in Croatia and like got wasted when I was at uni. And Nick was there. And then I had this dream that I met Captain Morgan because I drank like too much Captain Morgan rum. <laughs> I was like, Captain Morgan was in my dream and he had these curls and like this pirate's hat and it was like so funny and then i was going through my camera remember the canon ixus like mm-hmm. those old digital cameras that and everyone a had of me with captain morgan and i was like i did meet him there was this guy dressed up as captain morgan walking oh, around all night so it was probably like a, a marketing thing. yeah it was probably a promo because you know how oh my god clubs don't do that anymore remember back in the yes. day when clubs always just had like bottle people like a pirate dude yeah it was amazing someone shut themselves <laughs> Is this all me submitting my shut myself <laughs> story? Diving in Thailand had a panic attack while doing the final <gasps> safety practice, Oof. taking the mask and air off. That's that good, that's scares hard. Me. Yeah, that, that would scares be. Me. Imagine being in the water and having a panic attack. No, no, couldn't. Uh, someone got fundled in a happy ending massage in Hong Kong that <gasps> I didn't request. Oh my god! Was it you? No, it <laughs> Who wasn't gave me. Him the happy also, you know when we landed in Kenya? Yep. The airport exploded. Sorry? You know that? Did I tell you that? No. Yeah. So when we landed in Kenya, when we went on this Rwanda trip to volunteer in a school, it was incredible. I'd never been to Africa before. I was like really scared and just apprehensive about going for the first time. We landed and, you know, as you're waiting to like stand up and then they were suddenly like everyone sit down. Yeah. And smoke was coming out of the (laughs) the airport and then it exploded and glass fragments were hitting the plane so you could hear the shattering like on the plane and then the plane suddenly like reversing and pulling back and I was like we're gonna die oh my god I'll show you the photo like literally fire is coming out so I thought it was a terrorist attack yeah I would have thought the same thing it ended up that like there was a briefcase that had gas and something exploded like a gas leak but it wasn't a terrorism Okay, But for hours I thought it was. And then Nairobi Airport for like four years didn't have an airport. It was like a shed thing after that. But we were the first person that landed. So then I have so many stories. I should have just submitted these earlier. (laughs) So then we had to make the start of this tour like the next morning and we had a connecting flight but there were no flights going out of that airport obviously for like weeks. Mm. So they got us like sent. somehow we got our luggage. They processed everyone through this tent and to be fair, they set it up so quickly. And then they're like, the only way to get to this next place is to cross the border in like a minibus. And it had <laughs> like not enough seats. It was so oh dilapidated. God. No aircon, no seats. All these Africans who were going like to the same place, but none of them spoke English. The driver didn't speak English. Nick and I were on the floor, 
like on the floor. I've got photos. Oh, my God. On the floor for like 14 hours overnight what? on roads that were not finished. So then there was this like massive accident that we drove past and everyone's like there's no lights on the road and everyone's like running around and trying to get in our bus and we're like crying. That would have been so scary, babe. And then we had to like cross the border. Oh, my God. And then, yeah, it was just a, a crazy, crazy experience. That's actually insane. <laughs> That's like insane. an insane story. It's insane. Why didn't you tell that story I earlier? Know, I think I blanked it out. But it was wild and fun and amazing and scary oh, and great. fuck. Yeah, it was great. Actually, I was talking about stories I didn't tell earlier. So the reason that everyone talked about drowning on this was I realised that. Where did you drown? In Bali. Oh, my God. That's why everyone's. Oh. That's why everyone's talking about Bali you and drowning. You missed the key fact, babe. Okay. So I was on a, a Bali trip and I was like scuba diving, mm-hmm. like in Uluwatu. And there was like an, a scuba diving instructor there and it was just up to us two because everyone had gone back in because they were like, and we've been out for two hours, we're not doing mm. this anymore. So I was like, blah, 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 blah. But then I realised that we were going further and further out and I had fins on. And I was like, are we in a rip? And he's like, I think we're in a rip. <laughs> I was like, are we? Because he spoke English. I was like, are we in a rip? And he's like, yeah, we're in a rip. And I was like, okay. Cute. And, but I, I, I work, I deal really well under like stressful situations. Yeah. So, but my, my, I remember when I came up, I was like, we're still moving away from the land. Like we were from- going around, around like this like headland thing. And I, and I literally was like, I'm not even joking. I laid there in the water and I went. I'm going to die. Today's the day I die. <gasps> like I'm going to die today. Like I'm like, we're just getting dragged out. He's not swimming back in. He's like, we can't swim back in. Like, And I was like, I know that we can't swim against a rib. So I was just laying there and I'm like. Oh my god! I'm gonna. I keep getting pulled out, and I was looking around to see if like there was anyone that I could signal. And I was like, I can't even signal oh anyone. God. And I was like getting further and further away from the land. But I wasn't freaking out because I knew in school I was taught that a rip will always come back in. So all you have to do is lay in it, basically, and it will mm. slowly take. Once you go out and around, you can actually come back in. Mm. So I was just, like lying there, and I was like, "What are we doing?" He goes, "I think we should stop." And I was like, "Yeah, I think we should stop." We were out there for like maybe an hour. Like I was just laying in the water for an hour thinking that a shark was going to come oh and eat gosh. me. Oh, my gosh. I literally was like, I can't believe that the way that I die is that I'm going to be that <laughs> tourist that drowned <laughs> oh in God. fucking Bali in a, rip. in a rip. Like some dumbass. <laughs> like that was going to be me. Yeah. Great story. Yeah. Came back in. We were coming back in and then the land, there was like rocks in the water. Mm-hmm. So I could stand up at one stage. But it was like really kind of choppy, like – <laughs> wavy so i was ripped up like my my legs were all cut my feet were all cut because like it was like it was fucked oh my god and once i got back to the land my friends like what happened i was like i was stuck in a rip like i've been out there for like they're like we've been looking for, for like you. hours i was like yeah i've been literally out there for like maybe like two hours at that <gasps> point oh my and god. they're like we were literally trying to figure out where you were and i was like i was dying i died and i now was I'm literally <laughs> dying out in the rip and anyway that's why everyone's telling us stories about them in rips and oh God, drowning babe. in Bali. But I didn't die, so I'm very appreciative of that. I'm very grateful that you didn't die. <laughs> it was only like four years ago. Oh, my God. It was after MasterChef. What? I know, and I just was like, and then I felt really embarrassed, so I just like didn't you really. just didn't like, talk about it. Well, I talked about it. I was like, I nearly died, but I never made anything of it because I was like, this is so embarrassing that I'm that guy that nearly died. Yeah. <laughs> and now you're like, um, my book is coming out in like two weeks. About all the times that I nearly died. I've only nearly died twice. Mine's like about all the times that I nearly shot myself. (laughs) I've done that as well. (laughs) I don't remember when, but I know I've done that. On that note, I think we're done for the day. I think we are. 
Thank you so much for listening to Feast Pod. Please follow us on Instagram. Give us a rating on all of the apps that you listen to us to. And if you even you're not really listening, just turn it on, turn the volume down, have it playing in the background <laughs> so that we chart. <laughs> See ya. Bye.